0: Any information in this podcast is not intended to promote or recommend any particular product or services offered by Bell's family and associates. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation, or needs of any investor. Before making an investment decision, investors should seek professional advice.
1: What I see out there is it's a do the opposite market. Buy the lows and sell the rallies. And I think the CPI move overnight the move in the S&P overnight, in equities in general, proves out that thesis.
0: That was Gavin, and I'm Lucy. Welcome to Tomorrow's News. For those who recognize my voice, I'm the head of community at Bell's Family and Associates. This week, I'll be stepping in to host Tomorrow's News. Before we dive into Tomorrow's News, let's Do a quick recap on yesterday's news. Tell us what you saw last week.
1: Last night, one of the key measures of inflation, which is CPI in the US, I'm going to call it a roundabout in line with what the market broadly thought. Now, different views on what the market thought, but I would say that overall, there was a view that CPI would come in around about 8.1 percent, and it sort of came in. A little bit stronger on some core items. Some folks would read in stronger because of shelter. That is the rent that people are paying and the inflation in rents that's been going on and been a key driver in the marketplace. I would say in line, some would say stronger.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, perhaps before we get into that, maybe let's have a quick recap of what else has happened. This past week, the CPI was released yesterday, but a lot else has has been going on. We're just
1: really in a choppy market with everybody trying to figure out between valuations on equities, bond market moves, tightness of financial conditions and so forth, where the risk levels are and where investors might start putting real money to work again. And, you know, you can look at all the sentiment indicators and they're very bearish and they're very oversold and there's lots of cash. And there's no question that short-term U.S. dollars have been the preferred investment this year. So the question is always, when does it change, right? Because changes are a big deal. We saw a little bit of a strange move overnight on the back of CPI. And I would said last week that we were in a very volatile market, a market that could see some new fresh lows. I think we tested those overnight. Maybe we'd go a little bit higher here uh, before we retest again. So very choppy conditions, hard for investors to make investments and hence why they're sort of sticking to cash for the moment.
0: Makes sense. And I think over the last week, the net employment rate numbers had come out and it had risen unexpectedly.
1: There's two elements in the inflation dynamic, which are challenging folks that are very conscious of the macro picture. And those are how quickly will real estate prices and rents drop because mortgage rates in the U.S. now are around about 7%, I think. And it's very hard to get a mortgage. So housing and affordability is really high And you are seeing finally sort of the peak in inflation in rents. That is the amount that they're going up. It's still quite high levels. The ability for people to buy homes isn't there. So you've got some really tight financial conditions on that side. The other side, the job market, we saw a drop in unemployment to three and a half percent. And, you know, one can speculate that there are a lot of reasons for that. But I think it's quite evident that companies aren't laying people off many companies are still slightly short labor relative to long labor and feel that there's more risk if they let people go, that they won't be able to replace them if there's any buoyancy in the market whatsoever. So those are the two real inflationary factors. You can see what's gone on in the bond market overnight. There's pretty much a hundred percent chance of 75 basis points at this point. And then there's a pretty good chance that we get somewhere in the neighborhood of even another 100 ish basis points over the next two Fed meetings. So that's a lot more tightening in the market than is even present today. And what's present
0: today is quite pronounced. Absolutely. Thinking about the results that came out last night and looking. At the week ahead or even a little bit further, what should we be thinking about? What should we be looking at?
1: It's kind of a do the opposite market. So we had this big sell-off overnight. I looked at the s and I looked at levels. and I thought, yeah, you know, it feels really a bit overdone. Perhaps people were a bit bought into the idea that CPI would be better. And the market rallied a lot. And I guess the question here is, is real money sort of getting put to work at this point? And the answer is probably not. So, do we see real money coming to work, uh, you know, because of some change in the macro factors? No. Do we see some short-term market dynamics? Yes. Can those even persist? Yeah, they can. I've said a couple of times that we can probably see 3800 or even 4150 on the S&P without us really even changing much about our macro environment. So it's sort of interesting to have a look and say, okay, what's happening here? Small cap stocks are quite cheap at the moment on a mm-hmm. historic basis. Big cap stocks are not really that cheap, to be honest. So we're sort of in a zone here, somewhere call it 3800 to maybe as low as 3300 on the S and P before mm-hmm. we really understand what happens next. But I think the big picture here is there is a lot of monetary tightening already in the market, and in general, that creates problems for companies that are levered and economies that are levered and all economies are levered. That's the risk. We're seeing huge moves in the bond market, moves that you normally see in equities you're seeing in U.S. treasuries. It's a very challenging time to put money to work on a fundamental basis.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot to think about. And perhaps before we wrap up today, who's one person that you're reading on Twitter that we should be perhaps having a look this week?
1: I think the guy that's sort of been the most informative is a guy named Macro Alf. He is a very thoughtful guy. And I think he's probably one of the more interesting people to help you understand what's going on, particularly in the fixed income and macro environment
0: amazing we'll definitely include that in our show notes that's a wrap for today that's tomorrow's news hope you enjoyed me stepping in and we'll be back next week thank you